I am Stephen Drew from the Architecture Social and Head of Architecture at McDonald Company. And I am joined by William Gaines here, who is an architectural assistant uh, and someone that my mum has probably seen on TV while she's watching Coronation <laughs> Street. William, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, we're here. We're here digitally. And you've yeah. made time to see me on Black Friday. So first question, first important question. Have you bought anything in the sales yet? Not today, but I did actually buy a pair of wellies the other day because of... You bought a pair of wellies? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it is is the season to be having wellies, but I mean, wellies... um, Yeah, they're they're working from home in the country. Uh, I I think it was like a necessary purchase. (laughs) Fair fair enough. Well, for for anyone that hasn't seen you yet, just to put it in context, the reason I said that my mum has probably seen you while watching Coronation Street is that lately you were in an advert, isn't it? And we'll we'll jump to that a bit later. But just so (laughs) anyone knows, your background, you are an architectural assistant, is that correct? correct? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so do you want to let everyone know a little bit about uh, when you when you started studying architecture and your transition yeah, to architectural so, practice? I guess um, so just turned 26 and I yeah, started um, thinking about wanting to be an architect probably in 2010 at school. And mm. I think it's an interesting time because speaking to people when you're choosing a career and everything like that, um, I at the time didn't have maths or art. So okay. I don't know whether it's a, a thing that other people have experienced, but I was I was told that I probably wouldn't be able to get into architecture. Um, Me too. It's same yeah. thing. Same, same thing. I, I did geography, not maths. And, and the, the career advisor said, no chance. So I... I maybe that's just an old school kind of Mm. uh, train of thought but I think it's probably changing but at the time I was like oh that's that's a shame because it's something I'm really interested in and kind of um would like to go down that avenue um so I kind of set to about looking at maybe different routes into it and did a bit of work experience with some local architects um I, I say local to me which will have been um Skipton in North Yorkshire. Okay. I don't know if you, do you know. Do you know there? I've 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 been to Yorkshire. I've not particularly been to. What was Skipton. it? Skipton. Skipton. Uh, so it, 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 I think it's known as the gateway of the Yorkshire Dales. So Ooh. that's that's where the journey started for me, really. Um, yeah, and, and managed to get a couple of weeks' work experience with like a local architect there. And as I say. <laughs> Um, that went really well and kind of enjoyed um, my time there. It kind of cemented this idea of, yes, I, it's a career I'd like to pursue. And yeah. then I just had to sort out my A-level choices and um, the route into it. Um, I I'd say it was a bit of a rocky start because didn't I did well in my AS levels, um, which mm. kind of got me um, places at... Um, I, half decent universities um but then didn't do too well in my a2s right which kind of put a a kibosh in those plans um so then it was kind of back to the drawing board um and i think it was my parents at the time they noticed that 
the same firm that had done some work experience at, um, they were looking for an architectural technician actually at the time um, to, to do a, like a part-time course um, that leads leads met at the time. I think it's now Leeds Beckett. It is Leeds Beckett. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like a part-time five-year integrated course with them. And obviously I kind of had my heart set on architecture rather than architectural technology. Right. Um, so I went back to them and said, uh, one could have a bit more work experience in, in the year of finishing school. Um, and to kind of at the end of that, we kind of, that went really well. And we kind of posed the question like, or I think I posed the question. I said, this, the same university do, do um, a part-time course for the architectural course as well. Mm. don't think anyone ever did it because it's it's like making the longest course even longer mm. <laughs> at the time um yeah so i kind of set to on a, a six-year <laughs> voyage wow. to get my undergrad um which was yeah a lot a bit of a, a bit of an experience i think there was only two of us uh, on that part-time course surrounded by 60 odd full-timers um which <laughs> I mean, it was really, it was, it was really good fun, but, um, yeah, I think anyone who studies part-time probably knows just the the difficulty of that work life and university life balance. Mm. Um, it's interesting because I did it for, I did it full time and mm. I, I spoke to one or two people recently because you've got mm. these new architectural apprentices courses coming yeah. and I do think as like you said it's a complete trade off because on one hand you're doing it part time it's at uh, it's at the, the course is at a slower pace but I assumed did you um because I can see that you work at Bowman Riley did you did you decide to work in an architectural practice while working part time on the course or how did you go about it yes so this was at a time before the architectural apprenticeships were kind of mm. a thing um and they the, the bowman riley the firm that i worked for they um basically said look we really like you um and we've never done this kind of uh, before with an arch- architect rather than a, a technologist um but we would like to kind of offer you the same support and um, that we do for them in mm. terms of kind of we'll pay you a bit of a salary i mean <laughs> it wasn't a huge one to somebody who's just left school on a part-time course <laughs> um but it was i mean at the time to an 18 year old it was yeah i was pretty brilliant <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then yeah they just kind of they've sponsored me all the way through and and i've actually um as of last year, kind of signed up to the the architectural apprenticeship that came came through down in London. Um, so yeah, I had a bit of relocation after that. Amazing! It's going to be yeah, you're going to bring your wellies. You're going to take your wellies down to London now, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't need any no use for them there. It's all concrete jungle, it's, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. Well, they can be handy now and then. I can remember once I had some suede shoes, and then the moment it started raining, they were ruined. So. Your wellies yeah. will come. They will come in use, but it's, that's really interesting. So good on mm. you, actually. And and I kind of feel that there are definite advantages to the apprentice scheme and 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 working part time. As in, what I would argue is that all that experience that you've got now, actually, we touched upon it briefly before us chatting. But you you have seven years in, in industry, effectively, and yeah. I still believe that 
okay, while you're not working full time in an architectural practice, I, I put my belief is that you, you are still there every week. You're still soaking it up. And compared to your counterparts, which are working full time, you know, in an architectural, um, in a, in a university course, you're in the practice. So that will help. So, Cause mm. I had one or two friends while I was studying who were working part time in an architectural practice. And compared to me, which was like pie in the sky ideas and stuff, yeah. I felt like their approach was a little bit more grounded, whereas maybe mine was a bit more, how do I say, naive. You know, I yeah. had one friend that I would, I always tease me and be like, Steve, how is that going to stand up? And I was like, Ryan. You just gotta, what? just gonna let me try. You gotta let me go for it. But just, he's like, no, seriously, worry about, worry about that later. That's that's a problem for <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Kind of yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think, I think um, it, it it kind of gave me that balance between uh, the real world and 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 also letting your kind of creativity flow at, at university. Um, I think there's there's times where I was kind of at at work doing. Uh, toilet layouts for Morrison's refits and then going to university and designing kind of pneumatic um, analog banks that run off the London tube network and things like that. So, I mean, it it was a nice, it was nice to have that kind of escape once a day. And then you you kind of, you take some learnings from university and you bring it back to, to the office and then you take some learnings from the office and you bring it into uni kind of like all, all your um professional studies modules and your tech modules were always just like <laughs> high marks because there's everyone in the office to sort of bounce off yeah you are you i guess you were that guy that got bombarded i would have totally bombarded you with, with questions on detailing because um yeah that would have been handy it's really interesting though because um you mentioned briefly, you talked about the practice when they were met you. They were really in, they were like, we like you and we're going to, going to try and work out this part time thing. Mm-hmm. It was quite interesting. I was, I was speaking to, um, a member of our community as well on the architecture social called Emily Foster. And when she was applying for to be an architectural apprentice, you almost mm-hmm. had to teach the architectural practice a little bit how to go about it. Cause like, as you said, they're not familiar, but yeah. when I was looking for a part one position, it was the 2009 recession. So I actually had to spend a lot of time and I sent a lot of CVs all the way around London. I think I sent something, gosh, God knows, but I think it was between 700, 800, 900 CVs. Yeah. It would be really, I'd be really interested to know how you went about your search at the time looking for a job because you're, you're in Skipton and I can see through LinkedIn, Bowman Riley is in Skipton, right? So it yeah. was not too far away then, I guess. No, exactly. So I kind of, it was the local firm and I was quite fortunate in that, um, they, I say local, they, they, they are nationwide. They've, they've got three offices, uh, Skipton, Leeds and, and London now. So mm. it, it was kind of, it's, I mean, um, it seems like the perfect fit because they were kind of a, a local firm and kind of fam, had that family feel, but also have had the um, the kind of opportunities within the company to, to go into all different sectors and stuff. Mm. So you kind of asked ask the question, how is my... Um, job application and, and that mm. process and I think I feel, I mean I've been quite fortunate because I entered in when I was straight out of school so I never I've never had to go through this um the absolute 
washing machine that some people have to go through for interview processes yeah. and, and kind of uh, applications and yeah hearing some stories you just yeah you just um some people really get put through the put through the paces don't they it's 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 difficult but i mean that's what's quite nice about the story because i always find that um while you're looking what's interesting is that in the end i joined an architectural practice that I really was fortunate to, it was an AJ100 company, EPR Architects, mm. they were really, really good for me. And, you know, at the time during 2009, I felt a bit like the same. I was like, I can't believe how lucky I am. And I remember I had like a part one salary of £20,000 and I thought I was stinking rich. You know, yeah. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed with my friends to talk, you know, I was like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. I'm only on like yeah. a little bit of money. But back then I was like £20,000. Well, that, that, yeah, that's it. It was like... um I think I had the same when I, so obviously I got a salary straight out of school and um, other people, students studying kind of law or finance, just normal students. It was kind of um, the tables turned. I was, <laughs> I had the money at, at university and, that, <laughs> and now how it changes. Kind of thing. I know. And do you know the other thing as well? I can remember it was a really scary idea finding a job and I respected anyone in the architect, uh, when I was studying architecture that was working full time. So I imagine there's a few people that were like, oh, how did you get a job? How do you do it? How do you work? I mean, yeah. did you get all them questions of people just like, how do you do it? How are you in practice? I'm sure you must have got quite a few, um, queries and wonderings, right? Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think, um, I can only really talk about my experience and my journey so far. I mean, so it's only I say only been seven years. It's 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 um it's enough time to sort of to know uh, where you are and yeah if you're happy with your career or not. I guess, but um, mm. I think if anyone was looking at how to get into it, I think it's it's hard if um if they were a bit older and sort of my age now. But I would say to someone who is maybe eighteen, I'd say get in as early as you can and and. And do maybe do the apprenticeship route because, yeah. as I say, it, it, um, this, if you get in with the right practice, they'll support you the whole way. You'll you'll be financially kind of better off um, in terms of your university fees and all of that, um, and you you can kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, I agree. Well, I, think I, that's what... I say that, yeah. It's it's probably not the best of both worlds. It's because it's not the full student experience at all. <laughs> going going to work on a Monday rather than a house party, sort of thing is. Yeah. Do you think that's always? It's like you said, the grass is always greener. Because I remember, uh, I remember one year that my friend was in like the coolest dorms in first year and I was mm. in like a little bit of a boring dorm and I used to stay around his all the time and I used to be like oh man <laughs> I so wish I was in that dorm but then the funny thing is then it's like that thing of you go you then the next year I was effectively in that dorm and you're like oh okay it's all right as in you maybe because when you're a student you crave almost what you had I was like I would have loved the experience you had I would have loved the money you know yeah. even though like I know it's not a huge amount but it's something isn't it because full-time student you were literally I remember I was my dad was supported me through um university as much as he could but 
I used to work in Waitrose, which is like, I remember at the time getting, working in Waitrose felt like a heck of a step up and I had to learn yeah. a lot. And at first you're like, Oh, I got to speak to people, you know, being, and I remember being like, I've got to remember where the milk is and everything. Yeah. This is so stressful. Yeah. And, the, and, 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 you kind of get over it now, but actually working, I reckon part-time while studying for me was so important because mm. it definitely grounds you. And I do think, though, for me personally, the first year where I didn't work, you have them things of, and I'm going to be really honest with you here right now, mm. is that I sometimes, we'd, we'd have Tuesday's studio and Wednesday and Thursday studio. And sometimes I would just do nothing until like yeah. Monday evening. You know, like classic terrible student. Yeah. In my, in my part two, I sorted it out. But for first year, first year of um, the degree course, undergrad, yeah, we was just, I mean, I was, my dorm was in Camden in London and mm. I was babe out of the woods as in I just come from, uh, Wales and, and I entered the big city. So Sounds for like me, a, re- a recipe for. <laughs> I was like, or disaster. <laughs> I was total disaster in a brilliant way, but yeah. I, I was, I was lucky. I scraped, like a two, I say scraped. I, say, like, I mean, I got a two one and, but when you look back for the amount of, um, it was this silly tour. And I always find it funny now because in my part two, I did it the opposite way of, I worked really hard, normal hours and I didn't do much late nights, but in my part one, I don't know whether it's that naive thing that you just, you leave everything or I did to the last minute. And I've got all of them stories. I don't know if you get the same. I was just like trying to print late at night and printers jamming and yeah. ink running low and freaking out. And yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, I think everyone's probably, well, whether it's right or wrong, but I think we've all done an all-nighter at, um, at university, sort of on deadline day, haven't we? I think I think it happens, but I mean, I'm quite impressed the amount of um, time you've worked in uh, architectural practice. But to give um, everyone an overview of um, Bro- um, Bowman Riley, can you let us know a little bit more? You touched on it briefly, the, maybe the sectors that you've worked on, because imagine over seven years, you've seen totally different projects, right? I mean, yeah. it must be loads. Well, that's it. I think um, another thing about starting when you know nothing is is they um, want to try and mould you into the, the employee that they kind of need and they want. So mm. I think it was it was a good opportunity for me to just kind of turn my hand to everything really in all sectors. So I mean, I've I pretty much worked in. Well, I wouldn't say all of them, but quite a few of them. So kind of retail, yeah, residential, um, hospitality and kind of hotels. Um, I mean, worked on the petroleum sector for a while, which is now very much the energy sector because that's that's gone under a bit of um, yeah a, a rebrand, uh, which is which is right. But um, yeah, so I think I think one of the benefits is is the, you just get you get thrown in, in at the deep end. Um, mm. The support is definitely there if you need it, um, but if if you can show willing and and, um, and and you're up for the challenge, they'll they'll let you kind of just sort of get involved with all sorts, really. Yeah, I think I had a similar experience for part one. You literally jump in out, and I was like yourself, probably. I was so grateful to get a job. I would have done any old role, to be honest with you. But yeah. when I joined 
uh, and my part one, and I guess this is where we both have a bit in common, is that I actually worked on a team which had an eclectic mix uh, mm. of stuff. And so within EPR Architects, the team I was on, which at the time the director was Richard Barrett, and there was there was a, a really great associate director who mentored me, and uh, he's since retired. His name's um, Peter Fishwick, and they were absolutely fantastic. And mm. we would work on overseas projects in Kuwait, um, which took a lot of the time, and that was more traditional architecture. But another part of what I did was. I worked on a concept at the time for electric car charging stations. Here we called, go. <laughs> yeah, we, here we go. No, and I'm not making, you can go on the website and if you, if anyone's looking, you go to EPR Architects and you type in Eve Oasis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you will find all that stuff. And where it was cool is because it was really con- um, front end conceptual for a part one, it was a dream. I was given photoshops. I was given sketches to do, you know, all that little fun stuff of part one. Yeah. I was like, I was absolutely loving it. 3D models. And, um, cause what was interesting is that at the time it was uh, a Texas entrepreneur investor. And, you know, he, he saw potential as you're saying, cause the petroleum markets moved to, um, electric car charging and, and, you know, mm-hmm. sustainable solutions because we need to. Yeah. And he saw something in it, but obviously there's a lot of obstacles with it. And I remember the time there was what was called an Evstat. And uh, I said it on one of my podcasts the other day, but basically on one of the renders, I felt really chuffed because um, there was a concept. It was like, well, everyone's going to charge their electric car in the Evstat, but what do they do? They need to go pop into a shop. And I was like, why don't we call it um, Stop and Shop? And, I like uh, it. Did you like it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here you go. Here you go. So I was like, stop and shop. And then I remember at the time, because my director, Richard Barry, he was like, you are wasted here as a part one. And he was just like, you need to go out there and do it. But then it was taken. Yeah, but it was taken. So we, oh, to, no. so, so we couldn't call it stop and shop. It had to be shop and go. Oh, okay. But I like stop and shop, to be honest. <laughs> so that's so that's my little foray into um into uh, this sector so so look i respect what you've done it's really nice to be on an advert but i was there in 2009 okay <laughs> you, 2009 you beat me, you beat me yeah. to it although yeah. mine mine won't realize because i mean a lot of that was conceptual and i remember even a few years ago talking about uh, electric cars and stuff i mean mm-hmm. tesla uh tesla tesla oh, i always pronounce it wrong but you know tesla cars they mm. just they're super cool. And I remember, because I, I like video games and cyberpunk, and you kind of see the Tesla cars, and you're like, this is so futuristic. But yeah. what, I, what I thought was awesome is you're actually working on these in a serious um, sense. As in, So these projects that you're working on now, and we'll touch upon it for anyone that hasn't seen the advert. In the advert, you're working on these models now. So, so we're actually rolling out car charging stations are a thing. They're going to be... They're actually going to be real. Am I going to see new stations in the future? And it's going to be charging yeah, cars. I, I mean, definitely. I think. I think um, something. Something's changed. The the, the change. Uh, there's been a change in the wind kind of thing, and and I think just the announcement the other day about the the petrol and diesel car ban is is definitely going to. Um, 
speed that rate of change up. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? My dad works in the car industry, luckily on electric cars, but it's yeah. mental, isn't it? When you think it, like it's yeah. not going to be a thing anymore. No, crazy. Ex- exactly. And I think that's it is just uh, it's kind of mind bending just how how quickly we are expected to kind of transition hundreds of years of infrastructure kind of over from the kind of combustion engine and and that whole um yeah as i say infrastructure that supports petroleum um and and petrol and diesel cars and and just it it doesn't happen overnight that change to uh to electric and kind of cleaner energy but it's just important that all of the big players are now starting to really wake up to that and um yeah I think I think that's the way I would say it. And so for anyone that hasn't seen it already, why I was kind of uh, bapping my horn around earlier saying that my, my mum's probably seen you on this advert is that you were featured in Shell's advert with working for Bowman Riley, talking about your journey as an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in an advert, which was great, by the way. We did yeah. really well. My thought is fantastic. It, it, it's a bit of a surreal experience, sort of seeing yeah. yourself. See, this I'm, I'm usually, um, I don't know, I'm usually probably quite a shy person, uh, and then when you've got a camera in your face, there's there's no escaping it. So, how did that come about? As in, so what did you go into office one day, and your boss was like, "Well, how do you feel about yeah. going on TV?" And you were like, "Huh." Come again? Well, it, it, it was. A, I mean, it's a very strange one again because I think the thing is um, these large energy companies they kind of they <laughs> they have to try and let people know that they are trying to do good things and they are yeah. they are they are trying to do positive projects and I think part of that was trying to use the real people behind those projects so right. instead of getting an actor in um, let's actually get the people involved in in these projects because I think one thing I found I had my reservations at the start of it all but one thing I've found since working kind of in this sector was everyone on the ground is an honest like um, good person wanting to try and do the best thing. So mm. um, I think I think it was really positive. But yeah, the call kind of came in saying, "Will um, as you're designing the, the the first EV charge hub for for Shell, and um, we'd like to use you as one of the segments." And and kind of, <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but it seems like let the let the world know about my project, <laughs> which mm. is just just crazy, really. Um, seeing it, seeing it on TV, and then thinking, "Oh, I need to go make sure I've got that door schedule sorted before <laughs> before the end of the week." Is a bit weird. That's brilliant. Yeah. I thought I thought it was I thought it was really insightful, and it was actually. Um, someone had brought it to my attention what's interesting is that i don't want i i'm more of in terms of a tv person right i i go on my netflix i've got my prime and Mm. sometimes we're all guilty of we low tv up and everyone's watched come dine with me on all this stuff right i'm not going to say i've not watched my fair share of come dine with me but i i don't watch connie i don't watch tv anymore but what was interesting is that advert came through even linkedin it came through the architectural network and what was quite nice is to see the reaction of people proud you know to be involved mm. and i felt uh, from my um, perspective what i quite liked is 
Of course, there was nice cameras and it was produced really well, but it was an actual architecture model. You are actually practicing. And like you said, it was really truthful. And I kind of, um, um, to, I agree with your point that you touched upon really of, you know, uh, talking about this change, talking about, uh, electric car charging, talking about sustainable solutions. It is good to see companies that have, um, you know, a longstanding reputation within mm. the energy sector doing the right thing. So mm. I felt it was just all really good news. I yeah. enjoyed that. I mean, I, I thought mean, it was good. Yeah. D- don't get me wrong. I think, I think the, the change has been a long time coming and, and I think, um, it, it it, it can happen faster than it probably is doing, but it's just it's just encouraging to to work on a project that is transitioning <laughs> that infrastructure um, to to today and one day in the future um, be kind of powered on re- renewable sources. And because you can't you can't drive um, an electric car unless you've got sorry you can't drive a car powered by the sun or or the wind farm or or a kind of a tidal energy unless it's electric so we need to kind of transition that infrastructure and at the same time kind of clean up where that energy is coming from um and it's it's going to be beneficial for generations to come really i think it makes sense and it's like even with me, you know, recycling is important. I think when I was younger, I'd be like, ah, you know, recycling, it's another person's problem. But we're not, we actually all need to, um, we all need to go this way. And that's the point. Yeah. What I like about it is I don't want to go into the ins and outs of the past. What we're talking about is going forward and all yeah. these companies being responsible, going forward, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really great. But mm-hmm. that aside, because I think we're both on the same page for that. And I'm sure a lot of people are listening. Mm-hmm. So what I'm what was it like having cameras in your face? It was like and action, and you're like, okay, get the Revit model up. Do, 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 do. What well, was it like? I mean, it, it's surreal um, mm. because I am definitely not an actor. Um, so, I mean, what you saw on the camera was was all 100 percent me. Um, mm. I, I'm not going to lie; it definitely wasn't first take. It was probably <laughs> yeah. Tense, not more. Um, yeah, just I think I think uh, it only really dawned on me just um, how how much um, effort was kind of going into this and how important it was to them when I turned up to to work and there was three crew vans there, security, catering, um, just the whole shebang really, um, mm. so which was which is, yeah, very, very surreal, as I say. I think it's brilliant. And good for your practice to get involved as well. I think it's great. It's a win-win for everyone. So if anyone hasn't checked out, how do you, you can find the ad, it's on LinkedIn as well, isn't it? You can definitely check out, I think if you Google... You, can't hide well, from, it, you probably can't hide from it. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's out it's there. On, yeah, I think it's on, it'll be on YouTube, uh, the Shell's home YouTube page. And what does your family, girlfriend, so forth, think about you and the ads? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, again, they were just, it's for someone who's, who's not and in, in, in never intended to go into kind of the TV industry or, or that world. It's just, 
surreal seeing seeing that person on the screen next to um after I'm a celebrity or like the Liverpool game or something like that it's um it's a bit but it's it's yeah it's bizarre but very very um exciting to be involved as I say it's it's a great opportunity. I think um, I think that makes complete sense. Well, the, mm. don't worry, the cameras are off now, <laughs> and you know you can have a little breather. Sorry, I know I'm doing the podcast with you, but I'll try to be. I try to be. We, I think we're relaxed, isn't it? But what, what's the guess? What's the guess? What's the next step for you now, isn't it? We kind of you've, you've had the, we've had the moment. You're on the show, lads, and well, life the, goes the, on, I, doesn't it? I know. Yeah? The, the thing is, I, I mean. <laughs> I've been on national TV talking about talking about my bird box that I that I designed when I was probably ten. Um, no way! Yeah, well, come on, it's tell a, me about this bird box. It, I, well, I'm dying to know. This is it. So I think Shell, as I say, they wanted a real story and real people. So they they didn't come to me and say, "Well, will we want you to." wear a roll neck and round glasses and a roll like roll up some drawings under your under your arm um they kind of said what do you do on a day-to-day um what um can you can you remember a time the, the first kind of memory of you wanting to get into architecture or something and and design and, and i think again my, my my brain kind of went blank in that in that moment and i sent a message to sent, sent a message to my, I can't believe I'm saying this on live podcasts as well but I sent a message to um my mum and said well can you can you remember a time when I said mum I kind of want to be an architect and she said well there was there was this one time when you were a bit younger and um your uncle asked you well you wanted a project to do in the summer and and your uncle said oh well you can build me a bird box and um i said oh yeah that sounds sounds like something interesting to do over the summer holidays i'm sure everyone else is probably out playing football or something like that but um so i set to on this this bird box and yeah kind of over-engineered this thing into i it was it was made from like 18 mil ply marine plywood and had like scalloped roof tiles and completely overdid it i don't think the birds ever went in it um it was built like a bunker um but yeah i think it's just it's quite funny knowing that however many i think like 14 million people watched i'm a celebrity now know about that bird box i built when i was 10 years old wow well well don't worry the the amount of listeners on this podcast is nowhere near that so you're 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 in safe hands for the architecture community <laughs> i think it's brilliant and so you mentioned uh that you are now doing the apprentice scheme or the next steps effectively because mm-hmm. you 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 did your part one part-time yeah. While working in industry, you've got seven years experience. And so now I can see just looking from the LinkedIn. So you're going to South Bank. Oh yeah. You're bringing your wellies, aren't you? This is and it. So <laughs> and you've done, so you must have done a, a, as you started that, are you halfway through or something like that? Or how's, yeah, how's so, that going? Uh, I am uh, in my second year now. So kind of halfway through uh, the three and a half year program. Um, it's, it's great. Again, it's, it's nice that, um, the kind of architectural apprenticeship has has come in 
um, in time for me before I graduate because, as I say, I was I did the undergrad part time as well, um, and this this just feels a bit a bit more structured and kind of focused on on that that part part time balance, um, which mm. is I think what they've the RIBA and and kind of pra- uh, professional practice have, have really um, locked heads and and said right well how can we get one the quality of our graduates coming out of university with like more real world and, and knowledge and, and skill technical skills um but at the same time we need to make sure that they're being challenged at university and th- that that balance i'm sure um it'd be interesting to see what all the other uh, apprenticeships apprentices kind of say about it it's it's a very yeah. tricky it's a very tricky one to get because I think that um, it's, it work. I kind of see it as a. It, it moves in threes, doesn't it? There's your your life, um, work commitments, and university life, and you can't have yeah. all, you can't have all three. You can only have two, and I think mm. and trying to make sure they all um, they all kind of spin all those plates at the same time can be tricky. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think uh, I, I watched uh, recently. There's a there's a ad. There's a similar Australian graduate called Alvin who set up a. He did a little YouTube channel and the same thing. I think there was this theory called like uh, the pans boiling, and it's the same thing you're on about. Of you can't. It's very hard to get keeping track with your friends, keeping track with your university, keeping track with your job, mm. and. It is definitely tough, but the, but the upside I'd say of what you've done is, I mean, look at the projects you've done, look at all the experience you've done. I personally think it's fantastic. And what I love is that actually all the stuff you're telling me, um, Bowman Riley, I think it'd been really supportive. It sounds mm. like a really great environment. Like, and, and hey, no one works somewhere for seven years if they don't enjoy it. So I think that's a testament, a testament yeah. to you and, and for them. So no, look, I'd, I'm sure. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to, I think you're going to, you do well. You, I'm sure you'll sail through your part too. I'm not worried about it. You're going to have yeah. a few people questioning, uh, asking you, you know, for the next year or two, everyone's going to ask you about the same questions here. What was it like being on the end uh, interview? You, yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be the, you're going to be the electric car charging guy for a little I know. while. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. I think, um, it, it, probably five minutes of fame. Oh, I, I remember, I remember you from that TV ad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think anyone, no one said that yet, and I don't think anyone probably will. So, yeah, I think it, I think it's nice. And what you, it'll be interesting to see in the future whether mm. your career as well, because what's interesting, you've seen quite a lot of sectors, and obviously mm. it's quite in, exciting being involved in sustainable energy. But mm. it'll be really interesting to see what what you do in the future and what kind of of architecture you do at Bowman Riley, yeah. which is great. I think, so, I think, yeah, I think, I think right now, I think the the energy sector definitely excites me, and just because it's going through, as we we touched on before, that that really interesting transition period, um, as we kind of move into that um, cleaner energy and, and um, electric cars and infrastructures and stuff. I think there's there's a lot of challenges still to overcome um i'm sure well there definitely are in all sorts of sectors and housing and things like that but i think right now i'm i'm definitely um yeah i was going to say very energized hey. <laughs> that's terrible brilliant 
yeah excited let's go with that <laughs> that's brilliant i think look you've done you've done really really well i think and that's a really nice overview so for anyone that's not checked out the ad they can google it online the yeah. william gaines shell bowman riley check it out so you're on linkedin if anyone wants to get in touch with you i'm not quite sure if you're in the architectural social yet but what i'll do is i'll send an invite there so we'll post this and if anyone wants to have a chat or maybe if if, if you're happy with it i'm sure you will will if anyone's interested in uh renewable energy or working in in that sector they i'm sure they can get in touch with you as well uh, and um anyone yeah. that's at the south bank university they should definitely say hello yeah. and get in touch right no definitely as i say i think i don't pretend to be an expert in this industry yet and i'm sure there's there's lots of people with really good ideas and and i'm open ears to all of those really um so definitely get in touch if if um if you're involved in the sector or or kind of want to be involved because I'll tell you everything I know and hopefully hopefully they'll do the same. Brilliant. I yeah. think, uh, well, it's like, the, it's the true thing of, I mean, I don't practice architecture anymore, but when I was in it, every day you're learning. It's not mm. like you can, you can complete it. And I guess in the sense now, well, I don't directly do architecture. That's what I do take across a from it in my approach of every day you learn and every day I make mistakes. Every day you do things right and you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you learn from it. And, and, and one of the interesting things about the sector you're involved in as well, I guess, is because in some senses it's in early stages or there's exciting things happening mm. but it will be interesting to see how that organically grows isn't it and mm. i imagine that there will be stuff like um because when we talked about when i was in industry i was doing concepts but what mm. your project is to be built and i'm sure that the more and more there are of these um these charging stations yeah i'm sure they'll go through a lot of changes so definitely quite exciting it is isn't it because i mean we're all very familiar with what a petrol station looks like Mm. um there's an opportunity now to to shake that up um and i think the first couple of uh, designs and iterations you'll see come through probably won't be too wild and and there'll be a soft landing into this kind of technology but I think I'd like to hope that as we kind of get familiar with electric cars and, and get used to the fact that it's it's just like charging your, your your phone and we're all we all get we're very used to that. So um I think it would be interesting to just as you say see how the architecture evol- uh, evolves over the years and um I I, I think it's it's exciting. Uh, um just like there's an opportunity now to people people get a bit worried about the fact that oh gosh your car's going to take half an hour or 15 minutes to charge but i see that as <laughs> not as a as a as a kind of energy spokesperson here but i kind of see that as a an opportunity to um to do something else for 15 minutes half an hour and we need to make mm. sure as kind of designers that that building and and those hubs can facilitate whatever it is you'd like to do. So whether that's kind of um, do a bit of work or do a bit of exercise or, um, I don't know, grab a coffee, do a bit of reading. I think that building, that that petrol station from before is going to be so different going forward in the future, which is is exciting. 
Well, this is it. That's where my um, stop and shop was going to come in to play. Yeah. But I tell you what, actually, well, if you want to do stop and shop or shop and go, ask Bowman Riley. I don't yeah. want any royalties from it. Just, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it, we, you, can, you can have it. You, you've said it now, so we all know where it came from first. <laughs> yeah, you just go, Steve, when they, when they make billions, Steve, yeah. listen to your own podcast. And they'll be like, oh, damn. Uh, yeah, I, it, you're right. I joke around, but that that was what the brief was at that time. It was because you got you when your car's charging. The concept of the EVSTAT, I mean, you guys are further on to it, was that you're right, there's that breakout area, there's that space mm. above. It's about what do you do there? You know, is it you have a coffee? Can people, you know, yeah. charge their phones? Can they, can they, can they well, this socialize? Is, I, this is it. I, I, I don't think, um, they're particularly new ideas what what we're trying to implement i think what's exciting is we are now finally getting the opportunity to implement some of those concepts and stuff as you say from from years ago um it's just it's very exciting that those designs are now kind of coming to fruition it um and it again it's just exciting to see how they what what's the next evolution of those um going to look like as maybe the technology changes again i mean if we if we get flying cars what does a what does an electric charge hub for a flying car look like yeah it it never stops does it it's great this is it i um so corgan's a really good american um, architecture practice and they did the concept for uber air i think it was uber Which I know what you'll admit, that is, is, that's again one of them like, say what moments. It's, 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 um, it's insane. I tell you what to leave it on as well is, um, because there's Uber boats now in London as well. So Mm -hmm. I actually booked it the wrong one because I was like, okay, I'll go on there. It'll be a really nice scenic view view of London. And I got on the Uber speeders and true to their name, it blitzed it across the Thames. I was like, this isn't scenic. (laughs) I got, I got to Westminster really fast. And I guess it's, um, what I like about what you're talking about earlier is all this stuff now, it's starting to challenge that preconception of what travel is. And then to me, mm-hmm. it's almost like the car, filling up your car with petrol is the only way. Or before it'd be like, oh, well, let's use diesel because it's a bit more sustainable. But when mm-hmm. you're talking about, I think the best analogy you use was charging your phone and soon charging yeah. your car. But I love that. The idea of in 10 years, I'll be like, well, I, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to be there a little bit late. because I got about 20 minutes to charge the car. <laughs> you know? But yeah. hey, it's more sustainable. I agree with it. I well, think it's the right way it. to go. We'll get, we'll get to a place where we can, cars will be able to share battery. And if you've got, just like phones now you can sort of split your your battery between oh, yeah. friends but this is it there's there's um endless opportunity so it's um it's it will, it'll be interesting to see where where it heads and where we get to that's interesting isn't it so in the back of the in the back of the uh the bonnet you'd have like a spare tire and a spare battery and yeah. if you know i can see some arguments on the road of Jeff, you didn't bring your spare battery. You oh, crazy? No. But, <laughs> I can't but, get home. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be like services which come out with back and charge you up. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good business to get into. Now. Yeah. Well, I think I think the AA are doing it these days. That's not an ad. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I thought I was onto something. Then I was like, we should totally set up a business and go mm-hmm. around batteries, ready to to charge. But I think for in terms of saving 
saving the planet, it's a small price to pay. Wait in 20 minutes. So yeah, exactly. fant- fantastic insight. Well, look, well, again, you're available on LinkedIn. We'll get you mm-hmm. on the social as well. I really appreciate you sharing a little bit more about your career. And this is always really interesting to hear from people that have done it in a little bit of a different way. And, yeah. you know, to frankly talk about the strengths and weaknesses, talk about, you know, how it feels sometimes to be on the other side of the fence, you know, yep, you yeah. were in the dorms full time, but look at all this experience you've got. I think it's, it's, it's really nice to hear. Mm-hmm. And, well done on the advert and we'll see you next time you have to top it now i don't know what you're going to do from here you're going to have to round yeah, two isn't it is it downhill from here hopefully not <laughs> no i'm sure it gets yeah. all exciting it gets exciting from you the projects that you're working on at bowman riley they won't stop and yeah, um, exactly and I, and I think it's um it's been a fantastic insight for everyone to see so thank you so much well i really appreciate your time yeah no thank you for having me it's been great <laughs> No worries. Well, okay. Speak soon. Bye.